Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Glad you're with us tonight. I hope you're all doing well. You know, God really wants us to live in victory. Amen. He paid a dear, dear price that we could walk in victory. Doesn't mean that things won't come against us, but he, he paid the price when he took everything, our sin, our uh, infirmities, our troubles, all up on himself once and for all. But we have to maintain that. And so the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about victorious living. And last week, and we're going to continue on a little bit here in a few minutes, uh, Brother Hagin's little book, In Him. And that's the title of it tonight. Last week's title was In Christ. We're going to talk about In Him tonight. But you know, Paul writes this. <laughs> Paul knew something about victory in his life because he had, he had went through so much. But he says, now thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have victory in Jesus. There's an old song where I was just telling Matt a while ago, victory in Jesus, my savior forever. I don't know if you remember that. Some of you might remember that. It's an old, I can't remember all the verses anymore, but I remember sitting when I was a little kid listening to that. And then 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, now thanks be to God who always, always is a big word, always is like, uh, uh, always will, always can, and, and always uh, do what he said he would do. Leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. Victorious living, victorious living comes from knowing who we are in Christ. Listen, so vital today, so vital that we know who we are in Christ. We have an enemy called Satan, and he's been defeated by who? By Jesus Christ. But if we don't know who we are in, in Christ, we will, we will succumb to the deceits and, and, and the, the uh, attacks of the enemy and the temptations of the enemy because he is a master deceiver. The Bible tells us that. He's a master deceiver. Don't, in fact, in, in over in Peter tells us, be sober, be vigilant because our enemy, this, <laughs> that Lucifer, that old Satan, is, a, a, is going about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. It didn't say he'll devour everybody. He said, whom he may devour. So we have to know that and see. So we have to know who we are. Now, in Romans 12, 2, in the Amplified Bible, it says this, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with this superficial values and customs. Boy, that's the world we're living in today, isn't it? But be transformed. What's, what do you mean about being transformed, Mike? Be transformed from the old man into the new man that God wants you to be, or new person. It's, you know, so we have to, we have to do something, but be transformed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> there used to be a commercial of mind is a terrible thing to lose or waste mainly. And we can do that if we're not careful, but focusing on godly values and, uh, and right attitudes. Amen. Got to have right attitudes. I've, I was talking to somebody just today about attitude. You know, I might have mentioned it here before. John Maxwell writes a book called The Difference Maker. You know what the difference is in life? You can have two people that have similar backgrounds, maybe raised the same way, have had the same kind of education, have uh, maybe the same IQ or, you know, thereabouts. And, and one will be highly successful and one will not be so successful. What is the difference? Your attitude. 
Attitude means everything. Do you know that you, the favor of God, God wants, has favored us. He wants us to walk in favor, but you can, you can uh, how do I want to say, you can increase your favor on your life or you can decrease it. And, and don't misunderstand, you can do that. And what is it? It's your attitude. Attitude towards, towards life, attitude towards God, attitude towards your neighbors and, and those around you, amen? So it makes a difference. So that you may prove for yourselves what is the will of God, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. That's why we need to transform our mind, renew our mind to what he says. Now I was reading the other night in prayer meeting and I, I was, before prayer meeting, I was reading about this. How many of you know God loves us <laughs> so much, but he wants us to love others as he's loved us. We, we can't go through this life being uptight about with other people all the time. And he even tells us, love your enemies. And I'll mention that here in a second. But over, in, as it continues down in Romans 12, in verse 9, in, in this, my Bible, the New King James Bible, says, behave like a Christian. You know, a lot of Christians don't behave like Christians. We have to, there's a certain way to behave. It, it says right here, let love be without hypocrisy. In other words, uh, don't tell somebody one thing and then live away a different way. Love people, uh, it says, abhor what is evil, cling to that which is good. That's what we're to do as Christians, right? We're to love people. What's the great commandment? You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Many people get hung up on yourself because they don't, they don't love themselves. Well, you say, well, that's, that's egotistical. No, that's what God says. He, he has changed us into his image. And he said, love yourself, love your neighbor, love God. Amen. Amen. And it goes on to say, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another. You thought about that? Boy, I tell you, you need the love of God in your heart to put up with some people. I understand that. You don't like everybody. I understand. But we should love people. And it goes on to say, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation. Uh, oh, I want to back up. Verse 11, not lagging in, in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Amen. Well, we, we sang a song the other night called Hunger. And in that song, it's by the Binions, Dave and Nicole Binion. If you look it up, you can find that. It's a wonderful song. It's talking about, am I still hungry after all these years of being a Christian? You ought to be, ought to be. You ought to stir that hunger in yourself. Let the Holy Spirit stir you in, inside of you so you can be hungry for the things. And then you can be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. You know, we're to be in prayer. We're to pray for others. We're to pray for our situations. We're to pray for things. You know, it, sometimes we, we complain about things. We talk about things, but do we always pray about things? I, I talk about this when we go out to coffee with the guys. And, and if we're not careful, we can sit around and complain and gripe and carry on about what, what's going on in the world today, the politics and, and all the stuff going on. And you know, we haven't, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't done anything to change anything. We can't, you know, so, but we can pray. We can begin to pray, Lord, move on such and such. Do this and do that, you know, begin to pray. But it says continually steadfast in prayer. Distrib uh, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. 
Bless those who persecute you. <laughs> there it is. The other one says, love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Bless those that persecute you and bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. That's where we're to be. That's the behaving like a Christian. Now it goes on and says some more stuff. But listen, we have to know who we are in Christ. This is an ongoing thing. When Paul said, be not conformed to this world, but be you uh, transformed by the renewing of your mind, it says in the, in the Amplified, by the continual renewing of your mind. Well, I've been a Christian 40 some years, so have I. But I gotta continually renew my mind to what the word of God says. Because the enemy doesn't play fair. You ought to know that by now. He doesn't play fair. He tries to get you sane and agreeing with him. How many of you know you have to agree with him just like God wants you to agree with him about what his word says about you? You gotta get in this word and know what the word says. Now last week we begin, I began to talk about in him, Brother Hagin's little book. And I read a number of scriptures about how you confess with your mouth that, that uh, Jesus uh, was uh, died and rose again the third day. It says here, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe that he uh, uh, raised from the dead for my justification. I confess as, him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus is my Lord. He is dominating my life. How would you like that? How would you like Jesus to dominate your life rather than all the cares and the worries and the fears that, that Satan would bring? He is guiding me and he is leading me. You ought to say that to yourself on more than one occasion. Every day, say, Lord, I thank you today. You're guiding me and leading me the way you want me to go. Then he talked about uh, confess. Uh, we live and move and have our very being in Christ Jesus. This is who we are now. We're new creatures in Christ Jesus, amen? He says, uh, let's go on and read a few more and then we'll get back to where we uh, were the other day. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, this is what I just talked about. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new cre creation or creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New, amen? You're a new creation being, amen? I am, this is what it says. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation being with the life of God, the nature of God, and the ability of God within me. <clears throat> my friends, that's good news tonight. You need to say that about yourself. You need to talk like that to yourself. Amen? Amen. We used to sing a song, I got the life of God in me. <laughs> I got his life, his life, his mind, his ability. Amen? We do. We had that when he were born again. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. I'm, I am his workmanship. He made me a new creation. Hallelujah. You, that's just, now this is hard for some people because they go by their feelings all the time. We're not to go by our feelings. We're to go by what the word of God says. And, and so it's important that we know these things. Second Corinthians 5.21 says this. For as he has made me to be, made him to be sin for us who knew no uh, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. The confession is, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. My standing with God is secure. My prayers avail much. Amen. When you know you're righteous because of him, not something we've done, but what he did for us. Amen. Amen. He sees us. God sees us through the bloodstained banner of Jesus Christ. That's how he sees us, as righteous. 
we have been made righteous through what Jesus did for us. Romans 8, 1. If there is, now there is no condemnation to them or Christ Jesus, and it says, Behold, I am Christ in Christ Jesus right now, present tense, there is no sense of condemnation of, about me. How many of you know the enemy uses, he, he, uses, he uses your old life. He uses, he comes at you with accusations of what you used to do and who you used to be, and he'll condemn you, but God says, I have, there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen, that walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. 1 Corinthians 1.30 says this, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. This is our confession. Christ Jesus, my Lord, is my wisdom. He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my redemption. This is renewing your mind, my friends. This is renewing your mind. We've talked about probably before, many of you, maybe my age, or, or even if you aren't my age, you probably came up with flashcards when you were a kid in first, second grade. One plus one is two, two, two plus two is four, that kind of thing. And you did that because you were learning and you kept having to do that until you learned it with, and you didn't have to have the cards anymore, right? So we have to do the same thing with the word of God. We keep putting it in, keep putting it in. It renews our mind. Now, this is where we left off last week. In Romans 5, 17, for one, by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. We're to reign in life. We're not to be the beat down, uh, uh, barely getting by group of people. We're to be the reign in life. You know, who reigns in life? Kings, <laughs> amen? And he calls us in one place, kings and priests in this life. So it goes on to say, this is my confession. I have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I reign as a king in my domain in, the, in this life through Jesus Christ. How do we reign? Through Jesus Christ. Now, uh, Brother Hedgen writes this. <clears throat> the Amplified reads here, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Where are we going to reign as kings? In life, in this life, he said. How? By Jesus Christ. Paul used this illustration because they had kings in the, in the day in which he lived. In those days, the king reigned over his particular domain. His word was the final authority. Whatever he said went. He reigned and the words that he said shall reign and we shall reign in, uh, by our words in Christ Jesus. Now, in him we have redemption. We've been redeemed, amen? Listen, I'm not the old person I used to be. I'm a new creature. You are too, if you've accepted Jesus Christ. We're born again. <laughs> Amen. That's good news. Colossians 1, 13 and 14 says, Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 1, 7 says this, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. This is what he did for us. Well, I'm just an old sinner. No, you're not an old sinner saved by grace. You're just saved by grace now. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You've been redeemed. It goes on to say, Brother Hagin says, in whom we have redemption. How thankful we can be that we're not trying to get it. 
Amen. You know, there are people out there in religion. Religion's always trying to make you do something, get something. God says, Jesus received my son, Jesus Christ, and you got what he did for you. Amen. We already have it. We are now delivered from the authority of darkness, from the power of Satan. By virtue of the new birth, we have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son. We, we now, we can't overcome the devil no matter where we meet him or what the test is. Satan's domain ended and Jesus' domain, dominion beca- began in our lives the moment we accepted Jesus as Lord and were translated into his kingdom. Amen? Amen. Born again. Over in Galatians 3.13 tells us this. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law becoming a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Whew. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. Aren't you glad today? Aren't you glad for what Jesus did for you? I don't know about you, but it blesses me. I've said it many times, you've heard me say it. When I think of his goodness and what he's done for me, how could I not praise and worship his name? Amen. Come on, you can do that tonight. I don't know what you're going through, where you've been, what the problems are in your life, but you've been redeemed. Hallelujah. You've been saved through the mighty blood of Jesus. And when you, when you know what he's done for you, hallelujah, you can shout it from the housetops. Amen. What is the curse of the law? Go back to the first five books of the Bible and see, especially the last half of, of the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. In Christ, we are redeemed from the curse of the law, which is threefold poverty, sickness, and the second death. And the blessings of Abraham are ours. Galatians 3.14 and the first half of Deuteronomy 28, uh, Satan's uh, dominion over us as new creatures in Christ is ended. Jesus is our Lord. You ought to go back and read that uh, first uh, 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28 tells you the blessings. Hallelujah. Now it's, it's made, uh, it's read like those, uh, what the, how they lived those days. But you have to know when, when he says you're blessed going in, blessed going out, when, you know, uh, your cattle will be overflowing, you know, your, your crops will be good, all that, all that stuff. But it still pertains to us today. Whatever you're doing, he has blessed us. Amen. Whatever job you have, he can bless you on a job where you think, oh, I'm never going anywhere on this job. He will give you favor. He will give you favor. And like I said, you, you can increase your favor or you can decrease your favor by how you, your attitude is towards things and towards the word of God. Now, 1 Peter 2.24, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. You were healed. In Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness or bare our sicknesses. Now this confession, this is a confession for all of us because there's probably times you've been not feeling well. You might not be feeling well tonight, but you can say this, by his stripes, I was healed. God's word tells us I was healed almost 2000 years ago by his stripes. If I was healed then, I'm healed now. Healing belongs to me because I'm in Christ. Amen. It's, it's ours. But now, listen, if we're going to have the victory in this thing, we got to do something. It isn't going to fall on you like apples out of a tree because we have an adversary called the devil. And he's out to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. He's out to steal the words out of your mouth. He's out to steal the, the, the word of God out of your heart. You understand that? I hope you do. 
But Peter, looking back to the sacrifice of Calvary, said, by whose stripes you were healed. Not going to be, but were. God remind, uh, remembers when he laid on Jesus not only the iniqu uh, infirmities or iniquities and sins of us all, but also our sicknesses and diseases. Jesus remembers that he bore them for us. Therefore, the Holy Spirit inspired by Peter to write, by whose stripes ye were healed. This belongs to us because we are what? What we're talking about in Christ. He provided it for us. Confess that Christ is your redemption. Confess that he, you've been redeemed. Confess that Satan has no more dominion over you. Listen, we got to run the devil off. Amen? I heard one guy say one time, you could run the devil off with the begats if you just stand your ground. <laughs> you know, you don't, don't have to have everything. Don't have to know every word. I'm about to fall over here. It must be the anointing. No. <laughs> Let's go on. Let's see what else it says. And uh, has no dominion. Hold fast to that confession. You have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness. Refuse to allow Satan's dominion over you. Don't accept sickness. Reject it. Amen. I'm telling you, I, I listen to Keith Moore a lot. I listen to some others. And I'll tell you what. You ever read the story about when Peter's mother-in-law had a fever? You know, and, and Jesus came. You know what he said? He didn't speak to her. He spoke to the fever. He said fever, and he rebuked the fever, and it left her. He gives us the right to speak to things. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, sickness, disease, whatever it may be, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, they shall have whatsoever they say. And you can say to things in your body. Speak to your body. I speak to my body all the time. Listen, I'm a young man. <laughs> not that young. But things go on. We have problems. You know, speak to it. If you got a headache, speak to the headache. Tell it to get out. It has no right to be there. If your eye problem, whatever the problem is, speak to it. Amen. You got to do that. Got to do that. He expects that. The devil don't like it when we speak to our problems rather than uh, blaming God or, or, or asking God to do something he's already provided for. Do you understand? When we're reading this thing of in Christ, he's already provided the victory for us. He's not going back to the cross. He's not going to take the stripes on his back anymore. He's ascended unto heaven. He'll return someday, but he hasn't yet. But he tells us to stand our ground. Amen? Romans 8, 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Here's a confession. The law of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Aren't you glad tonight? I mean, we ought to be shouting. Here's a story that Brother Hagin put in here about John G. Lake. I hope if you never read anything about John G. Lake, you ought to uh, bring it up on your, your device, whatever you got, and look up John G. Lake. John G. Lake was a, Dr. John G. Lake was a missionary to Africa many years before the modern full gospel movement. The dead, deadly bubonic plague broke out in his area. Hundreds died. He cared for the sick and buried the dead. Finally, the British sent a ship uh, with supplies and a uh, corps of doctors. The doctors sent for Lake to come aboard and ask him, what have you been using to protect yourself? Sirs, Lake replied, I believe the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. And as long as I walk in the light of that law of life, no germ will attach itself to me. Don't you think you had better use some protective or preventative 
And the doctor urged, no, Lake said, but doctor, I think I would like to experiment with me, you to experiment with me. If you will go over one of the, these, these dead people and take from the foam that comes out of their lungs after death, then put it on under the microscope scope, and you will see masses of living germs. You will find they are alive until a, a reasonable time, and after that, the man is dead. You can fill my hand with it, and I will keep it under the microscope, and instead of these germs remaining alive, they will die instantly. The doctors agreed. They made the experiment, and it was true. When they expressed wonder at what caused light, it, what caused it, Lake told them, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Wow. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that exciting? They, he, knew, he knew who he was in Christ. He didn't say he was God. He didn't say, I can do this on my own. In Christ, I'm free from these things. Amen? Now, here's another one. James 4, 7. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You know, we have to do some resisting. Amen? You as an understood subject of the sentence, you resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will run from you as if in terror. You ever think about that? God has already done it and he is going to do it, uh, is going to do it about it. He sent Jesus and Jesus arose victorious over the devil. Jesus defeated him for you and now it's your turn to do something about it. And you can because you are in him. Amen. That's our subject tonight, in him. Oh, the devil's not so afraid of you as an individual, but when you find out that your rights and privileges are in Christ, when you find out that the name of Jesus belongs to you, when he knows you have been learned that that name, what that name will do, then he will run from you as if in terror. Amen. That's some, we got more stuff to read here, but it's about to run out of time here. But see, listen, we have to stand our ground. The enemy is is out to kill, steal, and destroy. He's he's an equal opportunity destroyer. He doesn't care who you are. He wants to get rid of you. He hates he hates God's image in us. See, we're made in the likeness and image of God, and He wants to destroy us. Amen. But we have the victory. Amen. Now, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that good news tonight? I hope you're getting something out of this. I'm getting something out of it because it always stirs me up to talk about it because that's what we have to do. Let those words be on your lips. Talk about Jesus more often. Get in the Bible and talk to others about what Jesus is doing for you and what he can and will do. He's no respecter of persons. Amen? Amen. So let's pray tonight before I get off here and, and believe God for you and for me to walk in victory. Amen? Father, we thank you so much that you give us the victory through Christ Jesus. You paid a dear, dear price of giving your only begotten son. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, they come to die for our sins. And, and, and not only die for our sins, but to take the stripes on his back for our, for our sicknesses and our diseases and our healing and the crown of thorns for our very own mind. In Jesus' name, we can walk in peace and walk in the joy of the Lord, knowing who we are in Christ. I pray for everyone that watches this tonight would begin to delve into the word of God and find out who they are in Christ Jesus. Because in him, we live and move and have our being. And we overcome the devil by the words of <laughs> the things that you did. Oh, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And that means if Christ be for us, who can be against us? So we give you all the praise tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Well, we'll see you next time. Keep on keeping on. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.